0: Few questions I need to ask you. Okay, cool. So, Cindy, please tell me what is it that you do.
1: Um, I uh, help women. I help professional women um, look and feel beautiful, confident, and powerful, and uh, show up in the world to succeed on their own terms.
0: Okay. So, you had a long. Did you have a long process to get there, or, you know, to feel comfortable putting on a dress and not just wearing the dress, but actually, your body feels comfortable, your mind feels comfortable, and you're you're able to let your personality come through. Was that a long process? Um, I would
1: say that um, for most people. Feeling comfortable in our own skin is not something we're born with. And depending on one's life, that can be um, kind of a never-ending process of just getting more and more comfortable. For me, it probably didn't happen until, I would say, my early 40s. So a long process from a life of not feeling comfortable in my own skin. I think that answers your question because it's not about the dress. It's about feeling comfortable with who I am, right?
0: Yeah. And so during that time, do you remember the thoughts that you were telling yourself? Do you, did you feel like there was a wall up? Because that's how I feel sometimes. Like there's this wall that's separating me from other people, and I'm really looking to tear that down. And so I'm wondering if you've experienced that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big issue for for a lot of people. I actually have some clients I'm working with now in my you know longer, more intensive program, and you know I think it's a matter of um, it's the same thing, right? Like when you're when you be, and maybe I should just speak for myself. But so part of it is like my experience, and then part of it is what I've experienced by working with thousands of of other women. Because you, I think one thing that happens is we think we're on our own journey, and that nobody else has the same experience. And what I've learned is that it's just part of the human psyche, or at least the female psyche, that most, maybe not all, but most of us uh, to different degrees have the same path and the same issues. And depending on what kind of baggage or experiences we might bring to it, um, it might be, um, and, and maybe some people never do the inner work to overcome that. But this thing about wanting to show up in the world in a certain way creates this need to put on a mask as you say or 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 uh, tear down a wall I guess is the words that that you said so I think it's it's kind of like um what do you need to do to get to the point where you feel like just showing up authentically for who you are is perfect and you don't have to be somebody you're not and and you don't have to pretend you're somebody you're not. And it's all just okay. And, and then what does it look like to show up so that you feel like you're, you're showing the amazing person you are on the inside, also on the outside?
0: Yeah, thanks for saying that. So you feel like it's more, it's more commonplace for other people to have that path of like, you know, maybe things aren't happening in your life the way you want to. Maybe it's love, maybe it's work, but it all does like the quotes of like Carl Jung or whatever. Your mind creates your life. Um, Would you, do you you think that's true?
1: Oh, absolutely. I absolutely think that. And I think that you hear it talked about in a lot of different ways. You know, you hear people talk about, um, you know, what is the story you tell yourself and can you reinvent that, that story? And you know how to change, but totally like how what you believe and think about. Like how many times have you met somebody and you had a perception of that person based on your own projections, and that when you got to know that person, like they weren't anything like you thought they were, either good or bad, or you have a communication breakdown and you were absolutely sure that somebody was saying something to you or no longer liked you or mad at you or something. And they had something completely different going on in their life that had nothing to do with you. But in your, in your mind, it was like, Oh, I shouldn't have said this, or they just don't like me or they're, you know, they're aloof and they're not interested in, and, and maybe they're just having a bad day or they just weren't even thinking about us. Right. And so, um, it's really, it's really amazing. I think when we, when you kind of just get to the point where it's like you own your own stuff and you don't, you don't take on other people's stuff, and that you are not judgmental of other people, and you're just accepting of, of whatever's going on with them. And um, it's complicated, isn't it? Like, it's <laughs> really complicated.
0: Is, yeah, the thing is, like, I you're not like aware of it. Like, um, something you just said, uh, brought up a question and it was, um, I, it was something like along the lines of like, you know, maybe they have other things going on. Maybe they're not even thinking about you, but, or you're judging them. That's what it was. So I'm, oh, I think I know this person just based off of uh, me looking at you, but the, you're not even aware that that might be a wrong thought. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you have to yeah. come to that mindset.
1: Yeah. So I do all this work with clients and I, for years, have been doing these in-person workshops, which I'm moving away from a little bit, but I, I actually love doing them. And part of what we do is uh, provide strangers with first first impression feedback. So when you first show up, it's like, and, and we don't even, we don't even have any negative adjectives, but it's like, if you were to say, what are the, the top five adjectives that come to mind when you look at this person? And then as we get to know each other and, and kind of get more comfortable giving each other um, honest feedback over the process of the, the two full days. So it's, it's easily um, 15 to 17 hours that these women spend together, that it's, it's, um, it's just so amazing how the first impression is, is not always, is, is so um, commonly not correct. And it has a lot to do with what colors was she wearing? Is she, was she having a bad day? Was she stressed when she first walked into the room? Is she an introvert? And therefore she feels uncomfortable in the space or, um, Is she, you know, shy or is she whatever? And so um, I've just found it more and more fascinating, like the, the, the more that this has happened. And then women that you would see and think like, oh my goodness, she looks like totally top of her game. She's maybe even intimidating, right? And that she's inside feeling like no one's ever told me I was beautiful. Like I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Like I and, and maybe somebody else might be, I mean, there's just so much stuff going on with everybody, like all the way from women who are like show up and they look really, really sexy. And you feel like, why are they showing up like that? And, and there's reasons from their past and they don't see themselves the way we see them all the way to people who are trying to hide their bodies because they had a negative experience or they feel like, You know, there—it's wrong to show. I mean, there's just so much going on with what's in our heads about who we are and how we physically show up to communicate that, and how um, out of sync those two things often are. And I think so much of it has to do with the stories we tell each other and the—I mean—tell ourselves about who we are and how we're supposed to, and the messages we heard from, you know, ex-boyfriends and parents and girlfriends and siblings, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff that often just isn't ever discussed.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Cause um, I have been interested in self image lately. Some things that I, you know, I was reading in your book, you're saying that, Um, but initially, I feel like this is like, maybe it was your response and it was a lot of women. I don't know if I'm overgeneralizing, but I'm like, why do I need to have a personal, like, why do I need to work on my image? Like, I don't like, come on clothes. Like I got it. And also with women empowerment, it's like, it's not about how you look. It's like what you're doing. Um, but one thing that struck me was when you said, Clothes can be a way of expression, of expressing like maybe the strengths um, that are on the inside. And so one thing that has been a reoccurring theme in my life is people tell me I look strong. There's always, but they're like, but you're not. Like, I got to know you and it, like, you're, you're too nice or you're too, you look strong, but you're really not. Like, somebody has actually said that to me. And so, um, <laughs> like, but I, I am. And so, what what do you have to say about like bringing the inner values or the inner virtues that we have on the outside to maybe inspire ourselves and to inspire others?
1: Well, yeah, I think that's the whole formula. Is that if so? First of all, like we all—not we all, but people, me and you, and and the people that most of the people that I work with um, are. Not fashionistas, right? Like, that's not really my audience. And so it's not about, like, do you have the cutest Gucci bag or, you know, are you wearing designer clothes and what is that all about? It's more the fact that all of the research shows that we judge each other first based on how we look because it happens in milliseconds. We are hardwired, our brains are hardwired to judge each other and it comes back from the early days of evolution, where we had to be able to quickly judge whether the the animal or the caveman or whatever that was right in front of us was somebody that we could trust or we needed to turn around and run away from. And so through evolution, right, we we still have that um, natural instinct to, in our unconscious mind, evaluate safety. And now we've taken it to really judging quickly. Is this person smart? Is this person trustworthy? Is this person creative? Do I want to know this person? Do I want to like, do I feel comfortable with this person? And so since it happens so fast, it's really a combination of any kind of energy we exude, uh, our body language together with how we look. And we also know that like colors, if you think about like the psychology behind black versus red versus blue. I talk about that a little bit in my book, I think. Um, If not, I'm going to put it in the next one. Um, I can never remember what's in the book. I don't think you
0: did. You did talk about it. Yeah, I should talk
1: about it in the next one. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much psychology behind color that's, you know, that's proven. And there's um, psychology behind um, all kinds of imagery, right? And so what we know is that we make We make snap judgments in very few seconds. And for the most part, because we don't like to admit we're wrong at a kind of psychological level, it takes many, many months to change that first impression. So you might feel like, oh, this shouldn't matter. Like It's about who I am, what work I'm doing. But the truth is that in order for you to succeed, you can't do it in a vacuum. You need to be part of a community and you need to have clients and you need to have collaborators and you need people to, to want to work with you and trust you. And so if they're going to make a judgment on you, it's best that you show up in a way that the judgment they're making is based in who you really are. So if you dress in a way that's not consistent with who you are, then you're sending out a message to the world that's different than who you really are. And so they have to break through that in order to get to who you are. And so, uh, A, it could be psychologically jarring if you show up as feminine and approachable and lovely and you're really kind of bold and edgy and provocative and they can't reconcile these two things, right? Or if you show up as really strong and the truth is you're actually very vulnerable and people treat you like you're really strong. And you end up getting your feelings hurt because you're sensitive and vulnerable and you're not allowing people to know who you really are. Because what I believe is there's not a right way or a wrong way. I mean, the only reason it would be right or wrong is if what you want to do for a living isn't consistent with who you are on the inside. And therefore, you know, and what I would say is that's a bad fit. Like if you're sensitive and vulnerable, you're going to be better off to be a teacher or a therapist or a coach, you know, versus, I don't know a uh, police officer, you know, or, or, you know, somebody who's got to take a lot of you know, negative feedback, like, let's not set ourselves up in ways that the way the world treats us is, is harmful to who we really are. And I think I'm, I'm going on a bit here, but I guess the other thing, like for me, when I finally said, cause I was like you, like people would say, cause I heard you say, somebody said, you're too nice. Like, I don't think we should ever tell each other we're too anything. Mm. You know, you just are, you are nice. And why put a judgment on it? Like being nice to most of us is a positive thing. Whereas I was always told you are too sensitive and you know, you're taking things too personally. And so finally I realized like 10 years ago, you know, or more, 15 years ago, most, but not early in my life, you know, I'm 58 now. So it wasn't like forever ago. Um, That the fact that I am sensitive allows me to be amazing at what I want to do in my life, which is to create transformation in other people. And if I weren't, wasn't sensitive, I wouldn't be empathetic and I wouldn't be a good listener. And I wouldn't be able to help make a change in the world that I really want to make. So to you it might be too sensitive to me it's perfectly sensitive and the minute i said i'm going to quit pretending and acting like i'm somebody that i'm not like my whole life opened up and that's where i really had an amazing breakthrough with my self esteem and and all of the problems i had with interpersonal relationships like you know all went away
0: so what did that i'm curious what did that you said that one thing i hear from people who've had breakthroughs they're like and everything opened up like, so like, I, it sounds like it's more of an experience, a feeling of like, you know, yeah, I've made it to this other side. Everything has opened up. I have a paradigm shift of how I was living. What were the steps that brought you to accept yourself and uh, maybe give more of yourself or let people see more of yourself? Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it might be different for everybody, but for me, you know and I do think that sometimes like we're always taking baby steps in a direction that is either helping us get closer to where we want to be or taking us away from that so for me I think I've always known even though I had a very um, unhappy and traumatic youth I always felt something inside of me always felt like uh, I would one day have a better life and I always felt hopeful. And there were times in my life where I was engaging in destructive behavior that was taking me away from that. And there were times in my life that I was doing things that was inching me towards you know, where I wanted to get to. Um, so I think it's an evolution. Like, but I also think there. what?
0: Like journaling? Like what did I do? Yeah, like, what were those, like, are they, like, uh, telling yourself positive things when you have automatic negative thoughts or journaling or did that? Look Both. Yeah. Both and more.
1: So it's like, you know, what is, what is a destructive thing? It's like when you do any kind of numbing behaviors, you know, you drink or, you you know, you, you do things that, I mean, you know, we have all of these behaviors that keep us from feeling, right? Binging on Netflix or, you know um engaging in, in destructive behavior, you know, or, or destructive relationships or um you know, drinking or doing drugs, or you know, like there's all these kinds of things that you can do to numb yourself, right? Which I believe will take you away from where or or just being in denial. Like so many people like just don't want to believe right. that what's happening right in front of them is actually happening r- right in front of them. Yeah. And then there are behaviors where you are open and you are seeing things for what they really are. And you are, so for me, I, you know, I've read probably every self-help book in the universe. I went through 20 years of therapy. I, um, I engage in a lot of coaching. I invest in myself to learn. I'm open to feedback. Yes, I journal, I meditate, I exercise. I like all of the things that, and, and sometimes you don't even know what, what it is. You just have to try I have to say, okay, if I meditate, does that work for me? If I, um, if I really analyze the people who I'm surrounding myself with, and are they adding to my life or taking away from my life? You know, are there people around me who are, you know, negative, who, who are critical, who are making me feel bad about myself? I mean, I've actually had to, you know, break up with a lot of really important relationships in my life, including my mother. And I just realized that every time I was around her, I felt, I felt sad and like I didn't measure up and that I was criticized and I felt bad about myself. And it was, it took me a really, really long time to finally realize that I would actually have more joy in my life if I didn't have a relationship with her. And it's like one of the hardest decisions to make is to, you know, parent. I've been divorced, right? I had an abusive spouse. Like I had to like shut the door and walk away from that relationship. And so, you know, I think these are like major decisions that every time you make them, you're, you know, you're just like really, really hard stuff, but it's getting you closer to what you need to do to take care of yourself while you're being careful not to. Harm anybody else in the process
0: yeah and thank you for sharing that part about your mom um that's that sounds very hard but it brought me to think about have you ever heard of the mother wound no so it's something i just stumbled on and it's saying that you know obviously i'm the only one who can change my thoughts you're the only one who can change your thoughts but uh in psychology there's this thing called the mother wound there's the father wound and it's The first act of wounding us is from, you know, our mom, because she gave birth to us. And we, because um, women were previously raised in a more of a patriarchal society, like it was more male dominated with male values of like, you know, being aggressive, men are the breadwinners, men do this, women, you know, just take a little bit of a backseat. And when women had children, there's a lot of giving up in that. Um, so women, their moms pass on this mother wound to the next generation, um, and unconsciously they stop their daughters from maybe get, getting more from themselves because unconsciously they have to deal with the anger of living in a society where they couldn't have all of it. Like they couldn't have it all. Um, so do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think thankfully the world is changing. So, you know, part of what I think is um, if you didn't have an awesome childhood, you know, as a mom, it's our job to change that for the next generation.
0: I agree.
1: Yeah. So, and, and I think that the world's, Still has a lot of male dominance, but within a family structure, it's not always that way anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in like my experience, you know, being older is that uh, uh, in the corporate world, like I, most of my corporate career, I was in a male-dominated field, and you know, we had to show up in a way that um, hid femininity and showed masculine strength right so i remember my sensitive nature and i would be in the workforce and something would happen in a meeting that would hurt my feelings or upset me you know that i would just have to be tough and then i go into the bathroom and cry you know and so (laughs) um, i mean not that it would be appropriate today to cry at a business meeting but it you know it's like there's so many strong women now that are showing that um you know vulnerability and being you can still be strong with feminine energy and you know there are opportunities to work for strong women who are not masculine in the way they manage right that both in the family and in the work world it's we're slowly starting to see acceptance of women not just being successful in a male-dominated world but women showing up as women yes. and being successful and women manage differently than men do and, and women network differently than men do. And a woman, women do everything. I mean, the way we are successful is equally, if not better in some ways to a, you know, a male perspective and uh, it's starting to be embraced. I agree. I think,
0: In my opinion, there's a new paradigm shift of women. I feel like that's where I'm living right now. And like, I really realized one day that uh, female power is about embracing our femininity. It's not the masculine assertive way that I thought that I had to be. And so this brings me to this question of like, when I go into the corporate world, I don't want to dress in a pantsuit, though, like or a blazer. I want to wear a beautiful dress that makes me feel powerful, though, not, you know, and, and sends the right message. And so I don't think that is that embraced, in your opinion? Oh, totally.
1: So, I mean, it wasn't when I was your age, I think. I don't know your age, but 30, almost. OK. So, yeah, when I was in my in my 20s and 30s and I was in the work world, I felt like I had to show up, you know, in pantsuits and with a strong assertive personality. Yeah. And today I think that, and, and here's another thing that I think, and I talk to a lot of my clients about this. It's like, if you have, there are work environments where that, it, that's the environment. And if you're gonna succeed, you need to play by those rules and so what i think is that if you are if you have the the option like sometimes we just don't have an option at least in a in the short term yeah. but but in the long term understanding the culture that you're walking into in a you know in a professional setting you should be evaluating whether you can be you can show up as you in that setting and if you can't then you should look for a setting where you can be you. Because there are a lot of settings now where a, you know, a woman can wear a dress that's appropriate for the work, for, you know. I mean, there's different dresses, right? A, there's a date night dress and there's a, a, a work dress. Yeah. And, and there's no reason why you can't wear a dress that's got some femininity, but, but still be you know, strong and powerful. And you know, when we talk about feminine energy, what well, what I'm not, I'm not talking about being passive right and and there's ways to collaborate with people and there's ways to hear people and make sure they feel heard and appreciated but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have strong boundaries about what you're willing to do and what's acceptable to you and pushing back on on other people's you know boundaries i mean so the thing about being nice it's good to be nice my opinion it's good to be nice it's not good to be a people pleaser to the point where you're putting other people's needs in front of your own so finding that balance as a woman of you know feeling strong and empowered and also feminine but making sure you are taking care of yourself and not letting other people walk on you that's not being feminine that's being um unhealthy
0: yeah, that's a really good point. Do you have like five more? I mean, what are we oh, doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, like the new women leader, like um, it's not about being a people pleaser or have, giving so much emotionally that like, you know, you're drained. What is it, is it to you? Like the, what does the new female leader look like like in your mind? Like looks outer and inner.
1: Yeah. So to me, um, so to me, the outer should be a reflection of the inner.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And um, and I I guess I um, subscribe to uh, under for men or women that if you are really clear on who you are, what your values are. And what you want, and that you operate out of a place of collaboration and kindness, and um, appreciation and respect to others as well as yourself. That that a leader should exhibit behaviors of of how you can be successful and make things happen without um, being competitive or knocking somebody else out of the way while you're doing it and and i i see this in you know entrepreneurs and i see this in bigger companies that or women who work in bigger companies like if you're in an environment where it's like you're trying to get a raise and it's like me or me or that other person i mean it is a true competition but you're going to rise to the top by just being your best and help help other people rise to the top
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: same thing as a an entrepreneur like I don't I try not to look at any other person as a competitor because I feel like I have my own brand and people even if somebody does work very similar to me that some people are going to be attracted to me and some people are going to be attracted to the to the next guy over there and there's so many people in the world and so much business in the world that we don't have to um dismiss other people or disrespect other people or um, put other people down or talk behind their backs or, you know, any of those negative behaviors, like to me, a great leader doesn't have those behaviors or if they have them, they realize that it was a moment of weakness and they, you know, they fess up to having a moment of weakness and apologize, but that we, we help each other. All rise and collaborate. And I mean, have you ever noticed how? I mean, I don't know if you want to put this on your podcast, but have you ever noticed how Danny, any you know who mentors us, right? Yeah. yeah. How he is a total open book with all of his materials, with everything. Like, I, I, I I'm a business coach to a certain audience. And somebody might choose to work with me or work with him. We're totally two different people, but he never worries about like, if I give you this information, I've never heard him say, and that's private. Don't share it with anybody. Like, it's kind of like, here it is and use it to your best. And I'm going to help you succeed. And, and like, I, I'm not worried about that. And I think he's an, a male example of an amazing leader that has nothing to do with male energy or female energy. He's just a great person who's authentic. He shows up as himself. He's not trying to pretend he's somebody else. He's not getting on a stage and trying to act like, you know, as he said, Tony Robbins, right? It's like he is him. He shows up as him. He, he dresses a little bit more, formally for a stage than he would like to. He can't wear, you know, jeans and a t-shirt with words on it and be respected (laughs) to the same level, right? Yeah. He's a really good example of, and he's a man, right? So it's, but he's like the first example that came to my mind that we would both like, oh yeah, I know that person, you know? Um,
0: So like, so one thing I always like, um, had trouble with was like, uh, and this, I take total responsibility that it goes back to me, but, um, I would like to dress in my archetype for your, your quiz on your website was dramatic. And so in the past I would dress dramatic, but not in a just fashionable, you know, like my, I would have a whole outfit together and sometimes it would be bold colors and people, I've always felt also single, like I didn't belong. And then some people would comment on it and be like, oh, look, you look like Mr. T today. If I had like a nice necklace that was like a little bit, it was like a chain necklace I really liked. So when you're being authentic, does all of that diminish? Like it goes back to healing the energy. Like when you have authentic energy that radiates out, can you wear dramatic clothes and people will love you for it? Well,
1: you should, right? So what I would say to that is, and I tell, I tell a lot of my clients this, like, first of all, when people compliment you, take it for what it's worth. That half the time they're complimenting you because they want to own that thing, not because they think it looks good on you, because we're all selfish, right? So yeah. a compliment isn't always like, if I said, like, you look beautiful right now, I think, I think that shirt, like, really looks beautiful on you. So if they, I, I, sincerely. And so, but it's not like, oh, I love your shirt. So if somebody says, oh, I love your shirt, or if somebody says, oh, you look like Mr. T, like it's about them, it's not about you. And the more successful you get, the more people who are not as evolved as you will either try to put you down because they're jealous of you or something about what you're doing is offending how they feel about themselves. And there are fewer people that are evolved than people who aren't evolved. And so I think where we have to get to is get to a place where like sometimes I imagine myself with like this bubble around me that what people say is just gonna bounce off my bu- like That is about them, it's not about me. And I need to have empathy for whatever reason they felt like they had to say that thing to me. It has something to do with them and not about me. Both the good and the bad. Like, you know, the, 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 the more you can like just not let what other people think or say to you affect you, I believe the stronger you become and the more whatever you're gravitating to in the moment, you're probably gravitating to it for a reason. And so if you like to show up dramatic, then there's some part of you that probably wants to be dramatic. And, you know, if you were my client, I would say like, let's figure out what that is. And if that's also combined with a little femininity, because you also have, you know, you're nice and you're sensitive and you're caring and you're, you know, wanting to make a positive change in the world. So like, what are the combinations of the archetypes and and what does that mean to you? And and then what anybody says to you, like, I mean, yes, the more you stand in your own comfort and power, the more you're going to attract other people who do the same into your life. And that's the way it works. So I feel like when I became more self-assured and more comfortable in my own skin, the more people I attracted into my life that were like that. Then when I was insecure and unhappy with myself and putting up a mask, I attracted more people like that into my life. Like why that happens, you know, I don't, I don't really understand that, but I do think that at an unconscious level, we attract like-minded people into our lives and the stronger you get and the more you're working on yourself, the more you're just going to naturally attract those people to you.
0: That's interesting. Okay. So yeah, like I just to piggyback off of that, like I noticed you always wear heels. Like you always look nice. Like are you ever nervous anymore if people are gonna like you always look like exceptionally nice. So if if I were to look exceptionally nice all the time, I would be scared that I'm gonna attract negative people. Are you you're never scared?
1: No, because I I mean um So that sounds like you feel like people who put effort into how they look, like you're putting a negative connotation with that, I think, that you would attract negative people. Yeah. And so I think there's a difference between people who are superficial, who dress in order to show something superficial. Right?
0: Yeah, I get that. It would be hard for me to distinguish the two, because to be honest, I'm like, looking nice all the time does feel a little superficial to me, because you're going to have that personality come out where you're like, I look nice. So I'm going to do different things. And to me, that seems a little bit more superficial. But I don't know if I truly believe that.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, first of all, I'm an image consultant. So I feel like if I show up and I look like a big hot mess, my credibility will go out the window. So I do um, make an effort to follow the, the rules that I teach, you know, so that I'm an example of what I teach. But I also being vulnerable, being um, transparent and authentic are also part of my brand. So I think that a lot of, quote unquote, personal stylists look intimidating. And like, they're so put together that it's not attainable. So what, when I put myself together, what I'm thinking about is how to look my best, how to be dressed in a way that when I look in the mirror, I feel like the reflection that I see of myself is the best version of myself, but not in a way that's pretentious. So I'm not brand oriented." I'm I don't you know if I buy quality clothes I'm buying kind of timeless fashion that I think is quality and will last for 10 years as compared to it's the new thing and it's like the trendy thing and I wear heels because I feel I look more attractive in heels and it makes me feel more confident um so yeah that's I guess that's the answer to it um but I'm always trying to look my best while being approachable and making sure I'm having eye contact and I'm smiling and, um, and, and that I'm not overdone.
0: Yeah, that's a good line, distinguishing line. Okay, cool. Well, I think, um, I, think I, I think I got it. That was really interesting. Let me stop recording. Oh. But um, anyway, I can't. But that was really interesting and thank you i'm still like letting it like marinate you know yeah
1: no i think those i think they're good i think they were really good questions um and and i think they were really honest questions and i think that if like you or we or your audience if you feel like if you know it'd be interesting to see like what is your perspective is your perspective that there's a struggle behind showing up at your best. And, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, like there's so many facades, right? It's like, I think that, that we're afraid to not, you know, especially somebody like you that's exceptionally beautiful. It's almost like you're afraid to show up looking great yeah because you don't want to intimidate other people, right?
0: Yeah, I am afraid of I want to show up really badly as and I used to like but as like me, like, hey, this is me, like I feel like I'm awesome, like I look great and stuff, but uh, in the past, like I've attracted too many negative people and and then also like uh like when I put on that orange dress. Um in Montreal, like I just felt like I had no voice, like what happened to me so there's uh, there's like, like I, because I
1: don't know. people notice the dress so much
0: like it's not that I'm afraid to wear that dress because I wore it. I'm bold naturally. I just feel like I'm afraid to step into my power because uh, then I would have to own it, and people would notice and then-
1: You froze.
0: Oh, okay. Where did I leave off?
1: That you would have to own it and people would notice that.
0: Yeah, I would have to. And so how do I get comfortable owning who I am when I know I stand out? And also, how do I get comfortable navigating tension? Like, are people really going to like me for me? Like, if I show up and I look awesome?
1: Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's fascinating to me, right? Because I have clients... Uh, I have one client in particular who is um, closer to 50 and she you know she was you know nominated a homecoming queen and always like you know considered like intimidatingly beautiful and so she's like dumbed down the way she's looked her whole life Mm. and and now you know um, we're working on stepping into like Feeling comfortable in her own skin, and it's like it's a shame, you know. It's like why just because she's classically beautiful would she have to not show up at her best just because of how she was worried how other people would receive her? And then there are you know women who I know who have been victims of you know violent crime, you know, sexual assaults or whatever, and they like are afraid of being noticed because they're uncomfortable. Hmm. because of that experience like men don't have any of this stuff going on you know like none of it
0: yeah oh go ahead sorry I didn't know you were done
1: um no no no, uh and I guess the only thing I was going to say is that I just feel like I think that once you get really clear on who you are and what your values are If you are bold and um, ready to step into it, it's gonna be uncomfortable at first. But when we go back to those taking baby steps in the direction you wanna be, you just, if you just keep doing it, you will get more comfortable with it. And the more you can work on reflecting on the fact that, Uh, It doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter if other people like you because there's a lot of people in the world and you're likable and you have something to offer. And if you just show up as you, you're going to you're you have more likelihood of being comfortable in your own skin and having people accept you for who you are. And you have a gift if you're attractive or if you're smart or if you're athletic or if you're creative, like why, why should we have to dumb down any of them? And why is it that if you're smart and creative that you could lead with that? But if you're beautiful, it's like, Oh no, I got to hide that because I might threaten somebody. Like yeah.
0: that is why And I was reading this book, women's inhumanity against women. And it was like telling this like one part in the story where Um, and I don't really associate the part with being attractive. I feel like it's not, not like a gift, but it's part of like my mission. Like it's just part of the marketing, like, like, okay, you just have to work with it. Like part of the marketing, what you need to do. So, but it was saying that, um, this referenced a novel about this young woman who was beautiful and her only crime was that she was beautiful. And so people around her noticed that and they didn't like it. And so they treated her very badly. And long story short, she, like, lost her marriage because everybody turned against her. Like, people started talking about her. Her husband didn't like her. She lost um, – she started acting in ways that fulfilled what they were saying because she felt scared. And then she lost her home, and eventually she died. But her – That's <laughs> Yeah. But you can't be attractive. Like, you're going to – People are not going to like it. And so it's easier for me just to say, okay, I mean, I'll wear this shirt that I feel comfortable in. I, I'm not going to go all the way, even though I would love to, but uh, just to keep the peace in my life. Yeah. So,
1: you know, there it, it's always a spectrum, right? And so I think that if you are if you are really beautiful and, you know, you know that other people might be intimidated by that, then maybe you don't want to wear, you know, super tight clothes and, yeah. you know, like maybe you want to be more natural in your, in your look, and maybe, but, but also showing up in a way that's consistent with who you are. So it, you can still be bold, right? But you don't have to show, show your, you know, your physical traits, you know, you don't want to lead with your physical traits. And it's also about like how you, how you, your body language and how you are with people in the world, you know?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. That was really, um, that was helpful. It's one of those topics like you feel like you can't really talk about it because then, you know, people are like, oh, do you think something about yourself? That's good. Yeah, no, I know it, but I, I th-
1: yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, there's a lot of situations like that. There's like people who have a lot of money you know like i i worked at AOL for for a bunch of years and mm-hmm. when i left AOL like a lot of people at all different levels had a lot of stock options and they became suddenly rich and it was almost like nobody could relate to what it's like to go from not having any money to overnight becoming rich and you know these people were like getting depressed and suicidal and they had no, and they would be like, Oh, poor you, you have so much money, you know? And so it's, it's the same situation where it's like, anyway, it's really, it's a really fascinating topic, right? Like if you're, if you're gifted, if you're a kid that's gifted with, you know, um, being super smart and you are in all the gifted programs, like, do you have to like pretend that you're not smart so that the, the less intelligent kids don't have their feelings hurt you know yeah so is there a way that you can be humble and just be off I mean I think if you're if you're I think the big thing personally I think the big thing is we all have insecurities and we all have self-doubts and people are going to be more comfortable around you if you don't hide those. So even if you have brilliance and you're beautiful and you have money and you are super creative and you're lucky and you know great things just happen to you but you but you share openly and you care about other people I think that that initial um facade or you know that that, that initial um reaction you might have on somebody else evaporates really quickly because Mm. they see you're real
0: that's good that's good to think about yeah okay and then yeah just one last thing reminded me of danny's analogy which i've heard before of the crab you know when the crab reaches the top of the bucket did you do you remember hearing about that at Lyft? no Oh, if there's like a bucket of crabs like in a bucket and they're trying to get out and one just makes its way to the top and gets its claw. And the other
1: pulling back down.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean and just like how to get past that, like, you know?
1: Yeah, so what you do is just surround yourself with crabs that are already on the outside and have them help you pull over.
0: Oh, okay. That's you know?
1: yeah. I mean, so if you look for if you are if you're in one position in life, right? Like And it's true. Like when you change, if you've, if you've been in a situation where you're in destructive behavior, if you're hanging out with people who, you know, are stuck and those are the people that you're associating with. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I don't want to live this life anymore. I I want to evolve and I want to be in a better place and I want to be positive. And, um, those people might try to pull you back. But if you look for the people who are already evolved, who are working on themselves, who are taking a few steps forward, right? And you start to associate with them, they're gonna to wanna, to, I mean, if they're good people, they're gonna to wanna to pull you up with them. So I think looking around you and saying, who are the people in my, life? I don't mean, I remember who said it, It was some famous person who said, we're some of the people who are the closest people in our lives. So like if people, people judge you based on the company you keep, that's another famous quote, right? So if you're, if you're hanging out with people who are, which is why ACEs is great, right? You signed up for ACEs. There are a lot of people in ACEs that are further along in their careers than you are. You're Mm -hmm. associating yourself with those people. Those people are going to lift you up. And the people that you might be leaving behind, you know, aren't going to be able to grab you because you have other people who are Mm -hmm. taking you where you want to go. So always, like, put your foot in the next step.
0: Okay. That's helpful. You've given me so sure. much. Wow. This has really been a treat. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so it's much. Hard, it's so
1: hard for us to get our schedules together.
0: But it was worth it because I learned a lot to think about. So thank you. hope you have my, a good day. My pleasure. Okay. I'll let you know yeah. when it's edited and everything. Yeah, I look
1: forward to so, do you have your podcast already up? Is there somewhere where I can go and see it? And
0: yeah, it's. Um, I can send you the link. It's on iTunes and Pod. Um, all the. It's on the sites of like for Google, Android, and everything. So cool!
1: I'd love to see it. Okay, cool. All right, see ya. Great. Thanks. Bye. Bye.